Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. I am so excited for today's episode of Journey with Janice because I have my friend Jenna Murray on the podcast with me today. Jenna is a wife, mama, and worshiper, and I found her on social media when one of our mutual friends, shout out Casey, shared her music video. I've had her song, The Name of Jesus, on repeat. Y'all have to go look (laughs) up her music, which I will link in the notes. It is an honor for me to have her on the podcast with me today. Welcome, Jenna. Hi, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me absolutely thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on here and just talk about the lord today i'm just Mm -hmm. excited for what god is gonna gonna speak through us so i love whenever i have podcast guests i love to start out with five fun facts so that listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit yep for that oh yes for sure okay okay fun fact number one is tell us something that is on your bucket list okay um i definitely would like to visit greece and israel some point. Ooh, those are fun. <laughs> Take mm-hmm. a big suitcase so I can fit with you. That sounds yes. so fun. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Fun fact number two is tell us your favorite quote or scripture. Um, so I don't know if I have a favorite quote, but I find myself really leaning on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 a lot. Like just throughout my life have come back to that verse um trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight so um that's just one that's really kind of stuck with me through the years i love that scripture too and i feel like god is always reminding me because i i don't know if you're like me but i'm always like trying to figure it out what's next what's going on and god's like stop mm-hmm. leaning on your own understanding all the mm-hmm. time I'm like, oh yeah oh. I love that. I love that scripture too. Okay. Fun fact number three is if you could have a coffee date with anyone past or present, who would you choose? Um, For this one, I think I would at this point definitely say it'd be cool to sit down with King David. Um, I'd love to hear him speak about worship and just like how he lived with his heart, like so open before God and man, and just like hear about how he walked through all of the various trials in his life and I think that'd be really awesome. Oh, I love that. Whatever coffee shop you guys choose, I'll be sitting in the corner <laughs> yes, eavesdropping. No, you'll come in and, and have coffee with us for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Even as you're sharing that, it's so funny because I've been hearing so many. I'm sure you've probably heard this too. So I won't, I won't stand it for too long, but I've heard so many people that are like, we shouldn't be getting all emotional in worship. And every response I always hear is, have you read what King David wrote? Have you read the Psalms? Like, yeah, like God created us with emotions. That's a whole rabbit trail. I won't go yeah, down. But for sure. But- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. We might touch on it later. <laughs> yeah, we might. We might. <laughs> okay. Fun fact number four is who are your heroes slash role models? Um, I'm going to say my parents actually on this one. Um, they're not 
like perfect people, obviously, but they've walked through a lot together and they've survived a lot in their lives. And um, so, yeah, I just really respect them and look up to them. Um, yeah. Mm, that's a beautiful answer. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Last fun fact is tell us one thing that God is teaching you in this season. Um, I think the big thing I'm taking from this season is kind of just to trust him like in the middle of the story of my life like now when I look back like five or ten years ago there was so much in my life that just didn't make sense and I didn't understand and like for for a long time um but now looking back it's it it just I can see so much clearer what he was doing um, and I think that comes with like changing of seasons. Like I, I'm in like a different season now. So a lot of the previous season makes sense. And so now in this present season, when I have questions or I don't fully understand things, um, I like, I have that piece where I can just trust him in the middle of it. Um, and trust that I may not know right now, but at some point I will have a better understanding and that he's still the author and he's still writing the story. Mm, that is so beautiful. Even as you were talking, I'm like, that would be a really good song. That would be a really good song to write about. about. Yes. Maybe it's my next song. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. Oh, that's so beautiful. And we can look back at the faithfulness of God when we're in those moments of like, Oh, what is happening? And in seasons changing. And one of my favorite scriptures, Ecclesiastes 3, 1, that there's a time and purpose for every season under heaven mm-hmm. and reminding ourselves of that, no matter where we find ourselves, that God has a purpose in it. And then, like you said, being able to look back at the hand of God over our lives and be like, huh, if he brought me through, then he'll bring me through again. And he's mm-hmm. with me and, and every, every mountaintop, every valley. So that's beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. good. Mm-hmm. So tell Tell us your story. That was actually my first question after the five film facts is to mm-hmm. tell us your story. Who is Jenna? Um, well, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs um, until I was 18. Um, and then I moved uh, to upstate New York. I had originally uh, planned to go off to college and just through prayer and different things, the Lord kind of rerouted me and I felt called to go intern at a church in upstate New York for a couple of years. And then I ended up uh, serving at that church for another like six or so years, met my husband out there, had our two girls, um, felt uh, called to be a part of a, um, a, a house of prayer plant, like so planting a house of prayer. And then after that, a church plant all up in upstate New York. And then, um, just last year, we moved to Kansas City, Missouri, and now have the chance to help with another church plant that's about like two years old. So I've always just kind of felt a call to ministry, and the Lord has had me in that. And just, um, yeah, that's kind of kind of some of my background. That is so awesome. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you had lived in Chicago and New York. And I'm like, this girl has been everywhere. That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. So do you guys um, lead worship at your current church? Is that what you guys do? Or I help right now. I help um, lead worship at our church um, and I'm really enjoying it. It's been, it's been really great. Oh, my heart. I love it. So mm-hmm. let's talk about music and worship. So how did you get started and what has God taught you in the area of worship? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
my dad loves music. He's just just part of him. So growing up, like as a really little kid, I was just like exposed to a lot of music through him. And like specifically every Saturday, he would take my brother and I to like run errands with him. And so we'd be in the car with him and listening to all sorts of music. Um, and so my earliest memories of music are like very raw and kind of like unfiltered music. And so that's always appealed to me. And um, once I gave my life to the Lord, like my passion for music, like immediately became a heart for worship as well. And so um, I've always kind of been inspired to try to write very like open and honest before the Lord. Um, but even though like it can be challenging sometimes, but it's like the kind of writing that really grips me. And so like at 11, when I, 11 years old, when I gave my life to the Lord, um, I started learning guitar and um, helping on the worship team at my church. So I've been doing it for a while. Um, and then like what God has taught me, I'd say like a big thing is that there's no hiding in worship. Um, that in worship, like I need to bring him what is like meaning like my current state, like not what, not to put on any like facade or like to present something other, but just to be like very open and honest before him. And that that's like uh, my hope for transformation is that like in bringing him what is like, and what's actually going on in my life and my heart, like is where he can change my heart and work in my heart. And that he's like drawn to humility and meekness and you can be at the lowest point in your life. And like, that's the exact right time that you need to come to God, not like hide from God, you know? Um, and like, we don't have to put on something or pretend anything or be anybody significant in the eyes of the world. Like um, we can and should come to God in the midst of everything. Um, so I think that's like a big, a big thing that he's taught me. I think I went through a period of time um, just, you know, growing up in the church where, um, you can sort of like put on like a, like a pretense or something. And, um, but like God ultimately sees everything. So mm -hmm. what's the point in that? And just come to him and bear your heart and before him and, and have that like really, um, genuine exchange and worship with him. And yeah, it's awesome. I love worship. I, I do too. My heart, even as you're talking, I'm like, yes, this is what people need to hear that we can just be real and raw and vulnerable before him. Because like you said, he already sees it all anyway. And mm -hmm. when we try to hold that back or reserve it or whatever, like he wants to give us beauty for ashes and joy for mourning and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. But if we're so, you know, holding onto those things or tucking them away and not willing mm -hmm. to just bring them to the light. And that's like, the season of life I've been in, I just have on repeat been hearing the Lord say, bring it to the light, bring it to the light. Because when it, when we do, darkness loses its power over whatever mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. And so that's a whole thing. But I remember when like I first got saved, I told my pastor, I was like, I have a special I want to sing at church. And I, God bless me. I was young and my, I was young and maybe not that mature, but uh, <laughs> definitely not that mature. But mm -hmm. I remember the song I sang. I don't know if you ever heard this song, but it was called Stained Glass Masquerade by Casting Crowns. Mm -mm. And it's, and the whole song though is about like being able to come and just be who we really are and to, to stop playing the stained glass mm -hmm. masquerade game of like feeling like, okay, we're at church. We have to paint, paint on our right. smiles and pretend like we're something we're not like, 
I want to, for like my brothers and sisters in Christ around me to be able to be real and say, Mm -hmm. I'm struggling. This is what I'm going through or whatever, you know, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. But if we're never willing to even let each other know we're mourning, like how can we be those things for each other? So girl, you're going to get my preach on over here. Everything you said was just, I'm like spot on bullseye. Yes. All of it. (sighs) So Jenna, who are some of your musical inspirations? Um, yes, I love music and I listen to a a lot of genres. I listen to a lot of, um, female vocalists and female ed bands. Um, and I'd say, uh, some big influences would be like Imogen Heap, um, Florence Welsh, like Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. And, um, those are like maybe musical, uh, yeah, influences. And then I'd say like, inspirations like in the worship world like Jason Upton I listened to him I just for years and years and years and kind of grew up on his worship uh, Rita Springer and Third Day and I'd say like Martin Smith from Delirious were like huge like worship influences I love classical music and uh, jazz as well so um, yeah oh, I love it I love it my one of my um, friends who leads worship at some of my events. She's actually in. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's like she's she's working with Rita Springer, doing some like mentorship. I guess is what I would say. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm. so and Jason Upton, come on, girl. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So good. Oh, they're all so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So I want to talk about your name, your song, "The Name of Jesus," which is one I mentioned at the beginning. Y'all, y'all need to go listen to her music. It's so beautiful, so anointed. So that song mm-hmm. particularly was the first one I'd ever heard by you. So I want to read some of the lyrics here. I'm not going to sing them, um, just because my voice is trained. That's the only reason. Okay, yeah, right. Oh my goodness, no. These lyrics. So you guys listen to these lyrics. It says, "Who called me out of darkness and today." who spoke life into motion and knows my name, who moved every mountain so I could be saved, who authored every sunrise that lights the sky, who made all things beautiful in its time, who spoke truth over me and silenced every lie. There is only one name, the name of Jesus. I love this girl. I just had a conference this past weekend and I told you like, girl, I was listening to your music on the way and it was just, just washing over me because it's just filled with the truth and it's God's word and it's beautiful. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I love it. And one of the things that I really challenge the women is in a culture right now, especially like a Christian culture specifically, where we just kind of want to push the name of Jesus to the background. We're just say God, because we don't want to be offensive. I just Mm -hmm. really encourage the ladies that they like make a big name, make a big deal out of his name, declare Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus, because there's no other name under heaven by which we're saved. And Mm -hmm. there's so much about that. And Unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of that in the church where it's just like, we're just going to say, we'll say God because it's more palatable. No, like mm. it's okay. if It's okay if the name of Jesus is offendable. Like right. it's we're going to declare it. So anyway, yeah. I love this song. So thank you for penning it. Thank you for releasing it. So what inspired this song? Yeah. And I just agree with you on the name of Jesus. Like we just, you know, he is our everything and he is, you know, paid it all for us. And so. Yeah, I just echo what you said, like, ashamed of the name of Jesus, like, you know, because we're afraid of man, like, and I, I, that was a big um, thing for me too, like with the whole project that I did, because um, I think my writing style is broad and I, 
I like to share parts of my story, but I also have the desire to write some songs that are just fully focused on God and, and Jesus. And, and I think different songs of mine appeal to different people maybe, but I never want to ever minimize the name of Jesus, you know? So, um, yeah, I just echo what you said. And, um, yeah, so, um, the song, the verses, so the verses came pretty quickly and, and naturally, like I'd say, like as a songwriter, there are times where you have like moments of inspiration where things kind of come easily and the verses just came pretty easily. I had the third verse, um, was originally different and that one took a little bit of work to kind of like rewrite and, um, and get it right. Uh, but I probably wrote like 10 different choruses and bridges for this one. And it was like, it was the first, uh, song that I turned into my producer. I worked with Justin Rizzo on this and, um, it was like the very first song that I had submitted that I'd even kind of started working on. And it ended up being the last song to be finished of all the songs because I just couldn't get the I couldn't get it right (laughs) and it was like up to like a week or two before I was going in to record them and um I don't know I mean it's just so funny how the songwriting process can be because there are those like moments of inspiration where things come and then there's there's times where you just need to work at something and I'm really pleased with how it turned out um it wasn't the other choruses were not focused around the name of Jesus. They were worshipful, but they weren't that like lyric, the name of Jesus. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. I'm really grateful to kind of have a song like this end up on the project. So I'm super grateful that it's ministered to you and hopefully others. So yes, no doubt others, no doubt others, (laughs) girl. I've sent this song to so many people. Like, I'm such a fangirl. I'm such a fangirl when I find someone who I'm just like, yes. Like, I'm. Oh, my gosh. And I, when I say that, like, I'm very picky about who I, like, endorse or whatever. But, like, very much. I'm a Jenna, a Jenna fangirl. So, love the Aww. song. It's beautiful. Thanks, it's beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, the Bible says in John 4, 23, but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for the Father also seeks such who worship him. So what do you believe it means to worship in spirit and truth? Yeah, so I definitely have thought much about this through the years and I had my own thoughts, but I did like do some studying as well just because this is an important question to me. So um, I, I believe it's, you know, obviously to worship God according to the truth of his word and to be like, doctrinally grounded like none of us have it all ironed out but like from what we know of scripture like it's very important to to stay within that and to exalt the lord based on the truth of who he is and biblically and sing and declare biblical truth and then in spirit i i believe it's kind of twofold um but like with our whole hearts like in sincerity like um true worship must engage our hearts and affections and like even in Matthew 15 7 through 9 
um, says he's criticizing the religious leaders, saying they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far, far from me. Um, so they worship me in vain. And like you were saying earlier about how, you know, we don't want to get too emotional and this and that, but the Lord is, the Lord puts so much emphasis on our hearts and, you know, he's not looking for just our, our lips and our song apart from our heart. Like he wants our hearts to be close to him and for us to mean it and be genuine in our worship. And then I'd say like also part of worship worshiping in spirit um uh like also just means like to be like governed by like submitted to the spirit of god and not like especially if you're leading worship like not to operate like in the flesh or like under any sort of other influence but to just be submitted to like the spirit of god and understand kind of like what that means when you're worshiping so i don't know Hopefully that answers. Yes. Girl, that was so beautifully articulated. And I, I'm internally going, amen, amen, amen. And I try to like <laughs> not do that while people are talking because it really, I've done it before and it really messes with the audio on oh. recording. And it's, it's so I'm like, yes, amen, amen, amen. I'm actually, fun fact, I'm doing one of Justin Rizzo's uh, worship training things that he has on his website. So shout out to him if awesome. you guys are in that arena to go check mm-hmm. out his content and his stuff because I think he's great. But one of the things that him and I had talked about because he was like, you know, what do you feel like are your strengths with worship and weaknesses or whatever, and, or, you know, pain points or areas of whatever. And I said, I think one of my biggest pain points because I have been in the arena of just Christian culture, we'll just make it broad, mm-hmm. is the performance mindset. So I, I sing and I preach. And so I've seen... I've been in all sorts of, all sorts of arenas with that. And Mm. I said, my biggest pain point has been the performance mindset where it's like, I'm doing it for him. And like, we know that ultimately everything we do is as unto him. Like he, he is who we're ministering to first and foremost. I could do a whole, (laughs) I could feel like Mm -hmm. I could talk for 25 hours just about that alone, but Mm -hmm. how important it is that we are engaging from a place of truth and and worshiping in this in spirit and truth. And I love what you said about like the foundation of God's word. And I think that so many times we have felt like we have to fluff things up, but I love even like how Paul said, I I determined to preach nothing other than Christ and him crucified. Like Mm. we don't have to add to the word of God. Actually we're called not to, but like, we don't have to fluff it up. Like the word of God stands on its own. Like it is power. It is power. And so Mm. I just, I love everything you said. I, I echo it. I, stamp like whatever Mm -hmm. Janice's whatever on it because it's it's truth and it's beautiful so so good yeah Yeah. okay so how can anyone listening who is called to the arena of leading worship avoid the pitfalls of performance (laughs) I forgot that I even made this question for today and here I kind of just talked about a little bit so I guess we I set us up here so how can anyone that is called to the arena of leading worship avoid the pitfalls of performance and keep their heart posture pure Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought about this one and I looked just thinking of like over the course of my life. And I would say like, if you feel called to worship ministry, like I wouldn't uh, seek out a platform or position. Like I would say, seek God first, you know, um, Matthew six thirty three. seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I would just say if you feel called to worship, if you feel called to ministry, like he will place you where he wants you, like according to his will and don't like seek out to be seen and 
like in each season he'll place you where he wants you like yield to yield to his hand and his leading like whether you're cleaning church bathrooms or whether he puts you like on a stage and wherever like he leads you to go like he will have you learn the necessary lessons and your character will be developed like as you submit to that like okay god you have me here you, you have me singing background vocals and like i'd i'd rather be leading worship have me like you know cleaning the church and i want to be doing such and such like able to where he has you like trust that he has a process for you and if he wants you to be like visible on a platform or whatever like he will put you there but you'll have gone through like the necessary training and different trials and things that he wants to teach you in order to like that you can sustain like a pure heart and avoid a lot of those performance um pitfalls um and then i'd also just say like steward well like your personal times of worship and devotion to the lord and like really get to know his voice and his presence and his leading like in your personal worship time make that like your main priority and learn to discern like whether you're ministering to jesus on a stage first or are you seeking to like please or entertain a crowd and like the more you worship him even on your own at home and in your private times of worship like you will sense like the presence of God and then you'll be able to kind of carry that with you when you lead publicly. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's kind of what I would just say. Yeah. Everything is so, so beautiful. And, and the only thing I would even add to that as you were talking, that was just kind of stirring in my heart that I hadn't even thought about until you were talking too, is just not finding our validation and the approval of men and like the applause Mm -hmm. of men and I love how you said that like don't go looking for a platform Mm -hmm. and I've I've ran into that because a lot of what what I do right now is just like with speaking and sharing God's word and things and it was something that I had had prophesied over me for years and I was like no thank you (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if the Lord wants me to like and that's what the word says unless he builds it we labor in vain and so if we're trying to build our own platforms or anything then it's just it's just not it always has to point Mm -hmm. to him and that's what he had showed me before I started stepping out really into like public ministry. I was doing a lot, like you said, behind the scenes that like nobody's ever going to know about. And I still mm-hmm. do a lot of things like no one's ever going to know about. It's never for the limelight, but he had showed me this vision of a platform with the spotlight. And he had, it was kind of a word of warning to me, like the spotlight always has to be on him. Mm-hmm. And so like even Saturday, I'd shared a word that one of my friends, Ty had shared with me. And he was like, follow me as I follow Christ. And if at any time I'm not looking like him, do not follow me. Like Mm -hmm. keep your eyes on him. And I think that's where we get into a lot of problems is because we get that like attention or whatever, that publicity. And then, you know, people mess up and then everybody's faith is crumbled because they haven't Mm -hmm. built their foundation on the firm foundation of his word. Like we're called to We've built it around people and in personalities and things like that, which girl, Mm -hmm. I can start preaching about all of that, about like, everything we do has to always point people to him that we're just mm-hmm. like that conduit that's constantly right. pointing to him pointing to him so that's beautiful everything you said yes yes so good so good yes. oh. oh I'm so thankful so thankful mm-hmm. for the love of God and and just that he does he orchestrates every detail of our lives and so if you're listening on here today and you know you have a call on your on your life that's like 
more than what you've yet to experience. Like you said, let God develop you in those places, cultivate Mm -hmm. that intimacy in the secret place so that your character is built and you're ready to sustain what it is God has for you. Because if I knew God had a call on my life for public ministry and different things that I'm doing now, but if he would have, if I would have tried, I would have, he would have never pushed me into it. But if I would have tried to make something happen even five years ago, like my character and my maturity wasn't there to be able Mm -hmm. to sustain what God has me doing now. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, being developed behind the scenes, all of that. So good. Yeah. He is so so good and he knows, he knows what we can handle and what we need and each season. And he's so good. I think our job is just to submit to his hand and like understand, you know, this is the Lord, this isn't the Lord or like I'm stepping out into an area that he's not you know called me to or whatever and that's just kind of he's been yeah faithful in your life I can hear as you're speaking and faithful in mine just to you know like I've been pretty much in like obscurity for 36 years um so but it's you know he had a purpose in it and um and I still am I mean but um but you know he just develops us kind of, you know, behind the scenes and takes our character kind of on a journey and stuff. But yes, yes. And I love that you shared Matthew 633 about seeking first his kingdom, like keeping our eyes fixed on him. And it's, it's never about what we can do. It's about him. And then like just responding in obedience to the things he calls us to. And even like with what you were just saying, like learning to say no, like not every opportunity that presents itself is, from God. And so we know the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all truth and, and orders our steps and all of those things. So learning his voice, and that's part of what's cultivated by reading his word and spending time in the secret place and how important that is. Because I had even been thinking like last week about like the amount of opportunities that I've had over the past few years. Mm. I mean, big opportunities that I've just been like, Ooh, and God's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, nope. <laughs> you know, and you mm-hmm. know, the people asking their, their intentions were pure, but I had to seek the Lord for myself and not just assume that every opportunity is, you know, from God, some of those are just distractions and things. And so learning to just give God our yes and mm-hmm. say no to anything that he hasn't put his yes on. And yeah, that's a whole other podcast we can mm-hmm. talk about, but yeah, absolutely just doing what we're called to in the season that we're in. So, mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. So Jenna, do you have any other encouragement for the podcast community? Anything else on your heart? Um, I would just say, and we've kind of already talked about this, but I just say like, know that God sees you in all seasons. Like you're not alone, um, even in tough seasons or uncertainty. Like you may not see the big picture right now, but he knows he has you on a, a, a plan and a process and he's good. He loves you. And just, yeah, just know that, that God is with you and he sees you and um, yeah, he is so faithful to us. Amen. Amen. Can you tell listeners how they can find your music, which I'll also link, but in case they're you know driving down the road listening and they can't look it up right now, how can they find your music and stay connected with you, your socials, all those fun things? Yeah. So music um, on uh, Apple music or Spotify, it's just Jenna Murray. Um, and then my website is jennamurraymusic.com and there's links to everything on there. Then like social media, um, is my first and middle name. So Instagram is Jenna Demetra and Twitter's Jenna Demetra. Um, but the easiest would probably just be hit up jennamurraymusic.com and then all the links are there for everything. 
Yay. Girl, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on and ministering to my podcast community today. Like I, I appreciate you. I bless you. Everything you're doing. I cannot wait for more of the world to just hear what God has put inside of you to release to the world and to our generation. So thank you for everything Mm -hmm. that you are doing for the kingdom and for being on here today. Jenna, would you close our podcast out in prayer? Sure. And thank you, Janice. I just love what you're doing and I'm excited to see what the Lord has for you um, in the future. And I'm just so grateful that he's connected us. This was super fun. Um, But yeah, let's pray. So Father, we just thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for um, just all that you're doing on the earth, Lord, and in in worship, God, and in all the different areas that you are ministering. And God, I just ask that you would encourage and strengthen those listening today, Lord, that you'd give them fresh vision, um, for their lives, for their callings, Lord. And, um, yeah, we just love you, God. I ask that you just continue to bless Janice and her ministry, God, and we just love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen.